Welcome back to Tower After Hours, our very first episode of 2022, which is exciting. But maybe even more exciting than that, we are celebrating 25 years of Tower Marketing. And that's exactly what this episode is exploring, engaging in, and celebrating. I had the awesome opportunity to sit down with our CEO, Mike Mattis, but also a forerunner of the company, Andrew Moll. We got to explore the origin story of Tower, where the name comes from, even where that classic Tower Green comes from, and what it was like starting a business in the 90s versus now, and just what it's like successfully running a digital marketing agency. I think you're really going to enjoy it, but hey, before we dive in, be sure to like and follow us, subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, and check us out on towermarketing.net. Let's dive in. Mike, Andy, thank you both so much for joining me. I'm very excited to explore and celebrate 25 years of Tower Marketing. Mike, they do know who you are already, but Andy, if you don't mind just giving us a quick rundown on sort of your origin story before we dive into Towers, I'd really appreciate that. Thanks, Dan. Uh, sure, my name is uh, Andrew Mull. Um, as you mentioned, uh, it's one of the original partners with uh, with Tower. I think the uh, big three. The big three, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think the name originally started as Tower Data Systems. You know, twenty five years ago, computers were you know super exciting and and new. So you know that was you know that was sort of the original name we went with but then as time progressed and uh direction kind of shifted right you know we kind of moved away from the pure computer type work and help and networking to the the marketing you know we've we've morphed that over the years to be you know, you know what what mike has led it to today so that's pretty awesome but uh, but yeah I'm, I'm not involved with tower at the you know anymore at the moment i uh uh, I'm a web developer at uh, a small university, Kutztown University, um, so kind of run their um, their web shop there. So super exciting. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. So you mentioned a little bit briefly there, Tower Data Systems. If you don't mind, I think where we should start is what prompted you to start Tower? So you were you were a young professional having a, you know, quote unquote, nine to five, but then sort of what it sounds like maybe a little bit of a hustle on the side. So what prompted you to, to try to take that full time and go, hey, I'm going to be basically an entrepreneur and let's start this thing. Tax haven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Tax haven. Tax haven. So it was really that, maybe nothing more there. <laughs> so Andy's really going to, yeah, I was going to say Andy's really going to be the person that can talk to this more because I mean, I didn't start working with them until a couple of years in. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tower Data Systems was really um, Andy and then Chris Unger, who was, right. um, you know, the other um, piece of our trifecta. So, and like I said, I mean, as we were kind of setting this up, I'm like, I'm sure there's stories I don't even know. So, you know, yeah, I mean, Andy, it's pretty I mean, much you. I mean, early on, um, you know, it was probably before I started college or right when I started college. You know, which was oh my god, well twenty five some years ago, um, there there was a, a need for um, local small businesses to need computer assistance, and you know at that point computers were very kind of new to to business, you know, and in general and software because before that it was just very expensive, um, so those companies didn't really have 
the money or the funds to hire, you know, some of the the bigger businesses that would help computerize their offices. So um, that was something that that we started Tower Data Systems to help those people out. And, you know, a lot of it was because it was like, hey, hey, you know, I know this guy that knew some computers, maybe they can help us. And really then it was a way, it's like, okay, how do we legally do that? Um, you know, because they needed to, you know, you know, pay money to get the services done and, you know, they needed to write it off or whatever. So it couldn't just go to, you know, some, some kid, right? So we started Tower Data Systems early on that way. Um, and that worked like that, you know, for, uh, you know, a, a number of years. And then Chris, Chris Unger came on board um, where we started branching out into actually doing more computer networks for small businesses, you know, running the wire. We used to pull wires, um, you know, do all of that kind of stuff. And early on, again, that was really tough to get into a small business. You know, small businesses just couldn't afford, you know, the the bigger companies that would do that. So we, we got into um, business networking and, and wiring. And then we even branched out for a little bit into residential wiring. So people building new houses that, you know, wanted network drops at, you know, all their locations because wireless was not a thing, right? So we we'd go to new construction and, and pull wires. <laughs> uh, so that was sort of the, the early days. And then we eventually morphed into um, doing website hosting and some light development and things like that. And then around that time is when um, I first started working with Mike Mattis at an agency uh, where we were building, um, you know, what I would consider probably the, you know, more advanced websites where we actually had some good graphic design as well as a technical backend. And you know, we got to the point where it's like, I, we think we can do this better on our own. Because um, up until that point, Tower Tower was just a, uh, a part-time thing. Like, wow. I think we always okay. wanted it to go full-time, um, but kind of pulling the cord and taking that leap of faith mm-hmm. to make it happen was very difficult because everything seems so expensive, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> healthcare, you know, health insurance and a regular office paycheck space. and office yeah. space and things like that. I mean, it was one of those things where it was just very difficult to make that initial leap of faith to do it. And, you know, I actually credit a lot of that to Mike. Mike was the one who was like, hey, we're, if we're going to do this, let's, let's go full time. So I think, I think at that point in our careers outside of tower so to speak or or pre-tower full-time you know we we all kind of came to the consensus consensus like yep let's do this and then what what was that mike that was uh 2003 2003 was that that we made that yeah 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 so that was i mean for for years there we were just you know we would work at the agency and then you know we'd come home and then we had other clients like we had a um, sure, a guy yeah. who was, he made mm-hmm. like a thirty thousand dollar investment in lenses, prisms, mirrors, um, all this stuff that he just wanted to get out in the internet, and yeah, we yep. were just figuring out how to build e commerce systems and you know newsletter tools that just didn't exist. There was no WordPress. There was none of these you know apps or anything like that. It's just we had to come up with it all on our own. And you know, he, he couldn't. Google I had the, it. I had the vision. I was like, "Hey, Andy, this is what I'm thinking we're gonna do." He's like, "You're kidding me. We can't do this." And then you know, to our credit, we figured it out. But yeah, um, sure. yeah. At at that point, you couldn't really Google 
like how to do something. Yeah. <laughs> you had to do it yourself. So, so Andy, it sounds like at that time you were you were the web guy, right? The web developer, and then Mike, were you you were coming on as like kind of business dev, designer, or what was the designer? Okay, yep. Yeah, so so you know, Mike Mike kind of led all the design and 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 like I would say the HTML side of the house, and then I kind of did all the back end programming things. I got four, you know. Uh, the shopping carts or whatever other systems we did. And, and, you know, that was a process we worked out, you know, kind of together at our agency that we, we both worked for. And it was just like, yeah, this is, this is a great relationship because, um, you know, I think we both understood what each other's responsibilities were. You know, we, we knew what was capable on each side. So Mike would never give me anything that was impossible to do you know, and vice versa, right? So it's like we, we kind of always worked through it, and I think that was, um, you know, one of the strong suits of, of what we did early on. You know, we could we could figure out how to how to work together. A lot of times we saw with, you know, maybe some of our coworkers and stuff, there was a little bit of a disconnect on, you know, what all was possible or how to, how to kind of come together on that. But I think we we were able to think on the same page, so to speak. Yeah, we were... We worked kind of um, back to back for a time, and that actually helped us figure out how to work together. Um, so, as we were doing tower stuff and our regular stuff, we'd be like, "Hey, you know, while we're working on this, let's figure out how to kind of do that and that." And you know, we kind of took the the ideas and you know, kind of morphed them into our own when you know on the tower side as well. So, um, it just kind of worked out really well that way, you know. For a time, I was a designer and a front-end developer when they were kind of synonymous. Now we have designers that just design things and front-end people that just do HTML and CSS. And But back then, you didn't really do that. You know? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, so run us through this a little bit. So you have your, you know, quote-unquote, nine-to-five at the agency, and then you're coming home and working on, you know, tower projects, tower clients. Did you have families at that time? What was the schedule like? Were you burning the candle at both ends? Walk us through that, because that, that sounds like a lot. Right, exhausting. <laughs> yeah, well, Andy had kids first. Yeah. Um, yeah, at, at that point, when we first made the leap to go, you know, as a full-time venture, uh, both of us didn't didn't have children at that point. I mean, I was married um, for, for quite a while, but we, we did not start a family at that point. Um, and it, you're right, it was it was a lot. It was a lot to, to go to your normal nine to five and then come home and do more. Um, especially, you know, um, Mike knows all too well, I have way too many excess hobbies <laughs> that I never complete. Full-time full hobbies <laughs> so. as well. <laughs> He's um, got fun hobbies, though. <laughs> yeah, they all take a lot of time and money. Um, so, uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of hobbies do, do you have? Oh, well, so, I mean, I even think at that point I was still kind of doing it. But uh, we do run a local hill climb series, have a race car. So we kind of do some hill climb um, type racing. I, but kind of kind of shelved that for the time being as the kids are are, are growing up but hope hope to get back into that pretty soon uh, but do a lot of woodworking a lot of automotive stuff um you know i don't even remember what else i was involved with at the time i mean i think i'm involved in more stuff even now than i was then but i mean it was it was a lot of work and it and and it was like okay you know we, we need to and i think the tower stuff was 
getting to the point where, I mean, it was a lot of evenings of just, you know, constantly working on stuff. And we're like, we can't keep burning the candle at all these ends. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but then what I would say is I think once we, we, we dove into tower full time, I don't really think the hours got less, like not in the beginning. Um, so I think what, what we, especially me, what I underestimated was the amount of business work you have to do versus, co- you know, like my job would have been coding, right? So, um, you know, but I also ran like the billing and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things and tracking down clients and, and, and picking up new clients and, and doing all that. I mean, that that actually dominated most of the day yet. You know, like just kind of doing the day-to-day business work and then still, you know, even Mike was there too, like designing or coding at night and they're like, oh, like should have, should have hired somebody to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, I would imagine too, if you're not an accountant, you're probably not counting on the minutes to to do some billing, right? Chase some clients. Yeah, that was a, yeah, I mean, it was definitely, you know, you know looking back I mean actually some of that stuff I actually enjoyed um you know probably I'd enjoy it more now than I did back back then you know the the talking with customers and and going to meet and stuff but you know the it's really funny because when um we first um when I took over the books I was like oh god you know what am I getting myself into and um it's like getting somebody else's checkbook trying to figure out where everything is how it all works but the way Andy gave it to me, it was like, this is awesome. You you did a really a great job of, you know, doing the bills and, you know, getting everything set up in QuickBooks for a really easy transition. Yeah, that took a little bit of time. But, you know, luckily, luckily, I think we started like off the, on the right foot. Like we didn't have to do a lot of conversions as we kind of moved, moved through it. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I think like had we not had that amount of time investment would have even been worse to do it because that was just you know you know obviously the best part of running a business probably is getting the money in <laughs> right like checks are coming in get something right but sending out the invoices sure was a pain <laughs> oh yeah so, so did you have any sort of crazy on the run clients at the time that you struggled to get payment from was there any of that or was everybody pretty much uh you know working well, well we with probably you? might have had a few but honestly honestly i think a lot of our clients were really good like we had a good relationship with a lot of our, you know, our main clients were, were kind of a pleasure to work with. Oh, good, good. So it sounds like similar. To yeah, them. we didn't, I mean, even to this day, we still don't have, um, you know, many bad clients who are, you know, delinquent that far out. And the thing with today is, you know, QuickBooks is online now. So half of our billing is all automated. You know, we set all that stuff up to run as according to a payment schedule, um, I don't even touch QuickBooks anymore. If I go in there twice a year, it's mm-hmm. amazing. You know, Kate, Kate's oh, yeah. got it. Um, and, you know, it works like a, you know, well-oiled machine. Sure, sure. So are there any clients from, from back in the day during those early days that, that we still have at, at Tower Marketing today? Anybody who's uh, followed you over, they've pretty much, you kind of just uh, moved on, moved separate ways and kind of gotten a whole bunch of new clientele since then. So this is, you know, for all those people who are um, following us at Diamond, I mean, we still work with Diamond, you know, and, and you know, Andy is, um, now Vicki Hoover um, is no longer there, Andy, you will probably remember her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she moved on a couple years ago, but, um, 
yeah, I mean, we, we've done work with them. That was even pre-Tower. You know, we yeah. were working with them at the agency that me and Andy worked at. And we were doing all kinds of stuff for them. But, I mean, we've redone the, 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 uh, the website for Diamond probably four or five times now. So, and that's always been a great relationship. Now, some of the people that, you know, besides Vicky, um, that we were working with, they have also since um, moved up or moved you know, away from Diamond, but, um, for the most part, that, um, you know, relationship still lasts. Yeah, Diamond, Diamond was a great, a great customer. I, I liked working with them. They gave us a lot of freedom, you know, with with creativity, if I remember correctly, Mike, like, yeah, yeah. So, so at this point, it kind of sounds like it's, you know, Andy, it's, it's you and Mike, here but when did you guys start adding employees when were you like hey we're getting too big just for the two of us let's uh we, we need to add some firepower to this yeah that's that's all mike there <laughs> well it's actually not i mean you know um we had uh, a marketing director when we first um you know went full-time in 2003 um oh yeah and he was yeah. our he was our marketing person bob bob yep. luft yep. um <clears throat> and he was with us um Till about 2012. Um, and then, um, you know, he kind of, he was at retirement age. Um, and he's like, eh, you know, I'll kind of, you know, back down and, um, you know, kind of, he was a big reader. Um, mm-hmm. Great guy, super smart, taught me a lot. <clears throat> you know, when, you know, there were a lot of things that he implemented that help us get to where we got today. But um, <clears throat> Andy, Andy left about 2006. Yeah, I think it was about two years into our full-time effort and I had some uh, life-changing decisions that needed to yeah, be made. Family. family uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we thought we had the plans worked out, you know, and uh, unfortunately my, uh, my, my wife's plans kind of fell through and kind of required us to rethink how we were going to continue on and, uh, um, you know... <laughs> Healthcare, and it obviously health, worked. Yeah, I mean, health, health, healthcare was was you know, you know, one of those things. Where I, I don't think we were quite at the level where you know we were making regular, regular consistent paychecks. But the the health insurance was so expensive, and when when my wife lost her job, and we we needed the healthcare. It was it was you know just an unavoidable un unaffordable thing at the time. <laughs> So yeah. so sadly, I needed to kind of bow out a tower. I just needed um, a, a little bit, you know, more stability. And, I, you know, had this occurred, you know, maybe a year, two years later, it wouldn't have, sure. <laughs> I wouldn't have had to make that decision. It was just a series of, of unfortunate events for that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to your credit, you found a great job and you've been there ever since. Yeah, I've been there uh, 15 15 years now I think give or take so yeah. yeah yeah so we didn't so when he when Andy left um I obviously needed a back-end mm-hmm. developer um so at the time I mean people were still um you know looking at the newspaper so I put that in the newspaper and I was doing interviews at our local cafe and um just started growing piece by piece um and i tell you what we have 24 people now and if you would have told me back in 2006 that that's where we would be in 2022 i mean i would have been like you're out of your mind 
because this is a long, tough process. Interviewing people, you know, having to go back and forth with negotiations and they want this and they want that. And, you know, I never went to school for running a business. You know, I had to figure out, you know, we he mentioned, Andy mentioned insurance. Um, I didn't know how to get insurance. I didn't know, you know, all, how all that worked. Um, and at the time, you know, as soon as uh, Andy um, left, Chris had already been gone by that point. Um, you know, I worked with um, our accountant, Tim, who I still work with today, and basically pointed me in the right directions. He's like, go do this, go do that. Um, and we really pieced it together. But, you know, they always say slow and steady wins the race. We were, um, that was always the way we kind of built it. So it's like, we get one person, then we got two people, and then you know, we had, I think at one point we hired three people like within a month, which wasn't that even that long ago, but you have to ride the growth because if you're not growing, you're dying. And it's really true. You have to keep pushing those bounds, which, you know, can be kind of scary. But, you know, when you look back 25 years, it's like, wow, we almost have, you know, the same amount of people that we do have years, which is kind of extraordinary. Um, but it, it took a lot of, you know, let's try this. That was wrong. This didn't make sense. You know, let's try it this way. Um, but there are lots of, I will say, uh, kind of aha moments. Um, even one that we had maybe a couple years ago where we just kind of reorganized everything into specialists and team leads and management and that kind of thing, which um, made so much sense um, after it was done. But it was a nightmare to try and get kind of hatched. And it was also kind of scary too. I mean, <laughs> Towers 25 years is just littered with scary moments. I mean, Andy kind of mentioned that, you know, when we went, you know, full time, I mean, that was spooky. You know, I was recently married, you know, we had a, a new apartment, we didn't have kids yet. But you know, my wife said to me, she's like, you know what, if we're going to do it, now's the time. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Because if it if it works, you know, we'll be, you know, thankful forever. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it if it fails, you know, at least, um, you know, we gave it a try and we didn't have much to lose at that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. so amongst those sort of spooky times, w- were there any times in particular where it was just getting tough and, and you were like, hey, maybe we need to, you know, this was a good run, but maybe we need to sort of give this up, hang up the hat, maybe come back to it later. But for various reasons, you know, we got to sort of get back to the uh, the nine to five thing, get back to some, some health insurance, some solid plans here, maybe a little bit more of a steady paycheck. Um, what was that process like as you were still sort of finding your footing in the business world? I don't know, Andy, you can speak in the early days. Uh, no, I mean, you know, at, at that point, since it was, um, you know, I won't call it a hobby, right? It's not, <laughs> work isn't a hobby, but, you know, there was no need to kind of, give things up, you know, if you didn't have work coming in, it didn't really matter because, you know, you were Secondary still, cash it flow. was, it was, it was, yeah, it was extra cash. Um, yeah. so there was really no need for that, but yeah, I mean, you know, once we kind of started coming to realization that this is starting to take up a lot more time and effort than, you know, what we had available that it's like, you need to either, you know, ditch it or, or, you know, give it a shot. And, Oh, glad we did give it a shot. I mean, especially for, you know, Mike, where you, where you have it now, like, that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, like I said, like, I mean, even when, when we first started, I would have never envisioned it getting to, 
you know, near the size of, of what it is today. So it's it's amazing, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, so okay, so at the time when you're building your business, you know, how are you? going out and getting clients? Is it word of mouth advertising? Are you just doing it through building a portfolio? Hey, look what we've done. Look what we can do for you and your business. What did marketing look like? Because I, you know, I kind of understand as a business grows, it snowballs, you know, it can maybe get a little bit easier to accumulate some clients. Maybe people even start coming to you. But in those early days, what's it look like? How are you getting Tower's name and work out to a wide audience? It was a hustle. I mean, it really was because I mean, Andy knew people, I knew people. I mean, we kind of mentioned um, uh, that Lenses, Prisms, and Mirrors company. Um, they're called Surplus Shed, and they're still around today. Um, but I knew him through my sister, and my sister was like, yeah, they build websites. And back in the late 90s, it was like, if you wanted a website, you had to hunt you know, which is why, you know, work kind of came to us and why we were so busy at night was because we were just doing all kinds of stuff. But I mean, as far as like selling, I mean, it was, we were already kind of used to doing that at the agency that we were at because the way the, the, the period in which our agency was running at the time, um, we were doing all the work because ownership didn't understand the websites like we did. So we were getting the work, we were designing the work, we were coding, backending, hosting, email, all of it ourselves. So that's what kind of made Tower kind of a possibility because we were already doing it. We were just doing it and somebody else was making all the money. So, and that's really, that was really kind of the long and short of it. So, you know, the way, the way we are today with, you know, um, just kind of selling what we do, um, just comes from 25 years about talking the same thing over and over again. In the early days, it was survival. If you wanted to figure out how to get this thing off the ground, you needed to sell it. I mean, I was writing emails to certain people. Um, they would take me 45 minutes to an hour because I was trying to just polish the heck out of them. So they would become these works of art and people couldn't say no, you know. Now, I don't even put like the name or, you know, I just say, here's your stuff. See ya. I mean, <laughs> that's really the way it goes. You know, it's just so different now because, um, again, where, you know, there's expectations and um, you kind of ride those. But, yeah, in the early days, like, you know, Wild Wild West, it was hustle, hustle, hustle. I mean, we were taking any websites that we could really, um, you know, that were coming to us. But it was all word of mouth. You know, we tried doing a phone book ad, which I look back and I cringe at it now just because, again, I probably yeah. took four hours to do a phone book ad. And then they looked yeah. at it and they're like, this is a little bit too much. <laughs> next page, next page. Yeah. I remember so, remember the, the early days when we uh, did those first videos. Yes. <laughs> those were great. <laughs> yeah. They were, you know, I haven't seen them in forever, but I'm... Uh, I, <laughs> Again, I would probably cringe if I saw them. Um, yeah, but you know, but, at you the know, time, right? Like, you know, it was needed to do something so, like that, and you needed to be. So these video, what were these videos that you guys are? So they were a series of three videos, okay. and we had a, a video company as a client. Okay. So we kind of did. I think we did some in trade. I don't really remember anymore. Um, and they all um, kind of focused around three things, and each. Um, 
each concept had like a like a token like we did one was roses one was um like a, a lamp like it was like an oil lamp and the third one was an hourglass and fun fact that hourglass sits in our conference room today um right below the tv set but it was a real it was a real hourglass yeah so one was to save time the other one was kind of like i forget like yeah. passion and the other one was just you know turn the light on to your marketing i don't know something <laughs> dumb like that <laughs> but, but ironically so at the time when we shot these videos we needed we needed something for them to sit on right while the video is being shot so mike's yeah. like hey you do carpentry can you make this like three foot tall box and paint it black right the pedestal the, the yeah. pedestal right I still use it. It's still in the oh, house. <laughs> we we have a small fish tank sitting on top of it. it it's just like <laughs> like, <laughs> like just that's hilarious. Hearing hearing what you said of it. Your longest lasting uh, construction project, maybe. <laughs> that was probably my best construction effort ever. <laughs> <The best. laughs> and he did it in a night. It's all black. Yeah, it's it's, it's still a big there. Black box. Speaking of, as we're working through this tower origin story is. You know, having started a business in the 90s, early 2000s, and running a business now, starting a business now, how do you think the climate yeah. of the business marketing world has changed at all? Are you happy that you sort of got to to work out and find your footing back when you did? Or do you think it might be, you know, even a little bit easier to start a business now? I think to some extent, like you said, you know, you really had to sort of uh, design and create things as you went. Um, you know, there were no Weeblies, there were no Wix, you know, you had to do everything sort of from the ground up. Um, but I can also see how the competition, you know, may have grown since then. It can seem like the market is a little bit more convoluted, a little bit more crowded than it used to be. Do you think, uh, Mike or Andy, do you think that the climate has changed at all? Um, how do you think maybe it's different from when you started Tower to, you know, how Tower operates in the sphere it does now? I think it, ha oddly enough, I don't think it's changed. Um, in one in one way, um, yes, the technology has changed. Yes, there's a lot more um, availability. There's a lot more people out um, there doing it. Um, but I still think it comes down to, you know, people buy from people, um, and it's can you sell yourself um, to somebody else and prove that you can make their lives better with what you sell, um, and for you know, a lot of years in there, it was, you know, us doing that. I mean, we even had to do it to ourselves at times. I mean, you know, we had tower meetings once a week where I would go up to, you know, um, where Andy lives. And sometimes those two guys would come down to ours, you know, our apartment and we're just sitting around the, the table and, you know, we're trying to pump ourselves up. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, people still ask me to this day. It's like, you know, you even asked it earlier. It's like, did you ever waver? I'm like, no, I never did. I always thought that this was what I was meant to do. You know, there was never a plan B. Um, if, I, if I was forced into plan B, I'd be like, what am I doing? I didn't, this is not the way the plan was supposed to be run. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors that kind of come into that, you know, 25 years. I mean, it's just a lot of luck. Um we hit the right thing at the right time. Um, you know, me and Andy came out of college and it was, um, you know, websites are going to be the, the next best thing. And they're like, what? You know, we started reading HTML books and whatever. And, you know, 
sooner or later, everybody's asking us just to build a website. And that's really where it started, you know. Um, but I don't think if I had to do it today, phew, I think it would be a lot more daunting because there are a lot more people out there and, you know, there are freelancers that can build you a website for 500 bucks and they won't even think anything of it, you know. Um, but it's it, it always comes back to, um, you know, the experience that we have and do you trust the person to give you what you need rather than, so we don't sell just websites, you know, that's really not what we sell. We sell the ability to make people's business better. And that's what people believe in. So, sounds like a little bit of a tower commercial, but yeah. So, I'm, wait, wait, wait. Before you, before you go on your next question, I want to ask Andy a question because I'm not even sure I know this answer. The original tower logo, I, I can still <laughs> see it plain as day. It had steps on the inside yeah. of the T, fun yeah. fact. Yeah. But do you know who who made that you and know, how that came to be? You know, I, I honestly, I feel bad because I thought you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> and I can't oh, really? and I can't remember his name. So at, at that point, um, Chris and I, uh, <laughs> this is a convoluted story, but at that time, Chris and I both worked for the Morning Call newspaper. So at that point, newspapers were big on getting... Um, online, right? So uh, Chris and I kind of were in charge of uh, digitizing uh, the, the newspaper. And, and there we had a designer that worked with us as well for certain special features that were on the website. God, I think his name was Jaleel, but I can't remember his last name. And at that point, we did not have a tower logo. And, you know, obviously, you know, when you need something and there's a designer sitting there, you're like, hey, can you design us a logo? He whipped this thing out, and it was just like, yeah, it's exactly like what we wanted it to represent. And um, when when we brought, or I shouldn't say when we brought, but when when Mike came on board, you know, with being a partner, we fully fully expected to have a brand new logo, like you know, just as a designer, like no, I want my own. And Mike just tweaked it like I mean it's definitely different than what it was I mean the, the first version was very you know crude and not very elegant and Mike just did the same thing and just like rebranded that logo and just made it what it is today and it's like like I thought that was probably like one of the the, the, the coolest things is that he he kept what it was but just you know put Mike's fl uh, flair on it so and, and the fact that it still stands today is like that's yeah, pretty cool <laughs> i mean i have had numerous i will say coup attempts um to try and get that logo redone and rebranded because people don't they don't understand the you know the history behind it um but you know from a branding aspect you just don't change your logo every other day because yeah. people do recognize it um and we get a lot of we still get a lot of um you know, people who uh, say, hey, that's a really cool logo, you know, and whether that little swoosh that goes around the T is an upside down Nike logo or not, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really what, you know, we were given. It was supposed to, it was supposed to mimic something going around, you know, the, the mm -hmm. spire of the T. It wasn't yeah. supposed to look like a swoosh. It kind of does, but, right. um, but the other question I wanted to ask you is, you know, everybody always asks me, where did the tower name come from? Right. So <laughs> I want to kind of put that to bed, too. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was going to ask that, too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he, 
uh, I'm not sure, Dan, are you, are you from, from Lancaster area or? Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. Yep. Okay. So, so I'm in uh, more Brooks County, uh, Mm -hmm. and near outside of Reading. So, you know, our famous landmark is obviously the Pagoda. Oh yeah. Yeah. I took a trip up there, I think two, two summers ago. (laughs) Right. Very hot. Right. So, you know, that was a, a prevalent icon in the Reading area, and people use sure. that in their logos and whatever and refer to it as the Pagoda. But, you know, I always thought it's like, well, that's not the tallest thing there. The The fire tower is. So the fire tower, which is about a mile up the road on the same on the same hill as, as the Pagoda, was the, the fire tower. And, like, you could see that from everywhere, you know, even more so than the Pagoda. So, you know, we're kind of coming up with a name where, like, I think we're going to go with with uh, with towers kind of, you know, uh, observing the whole city sort of, you know, above the rest. I mean, it's certainly campy now, (laughs) but, you know, I think it kind of worked out and and the name just kind of kind of stuck. I mean, you know, I think when we were trying to think of a name, we we didn't want to name it after ourselves or anything like that. You know, that just gets you know, to attorney like and, you know, whatever and, and try to try to think of, you know, what could it be that we could use as a as a symbol as well. And and that's sort of where then, you know, the whole tower thing came from. It was is really as a as a homage, I guess, to the Mount Penn Fire Tower. Um and then that's sort of how the logo developed around that because if you see the tower it's, you know, um sort of sort of the shape of the the original tower logo not you know not now so much anymore but yeah that's that's where the name came from that was a you know campy 90s thought process (laughs) we were almost pagoda data systems almost yeah exactly (laughs) except it was overdone (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> All right, so, so we learned that the origin story of sort of the name there, the logo, but where's the classic tower green come from? I want to know sort of the origin story behind uh, that color. That's not me, that's, that's, that's sure. infamous around the <laughs> office, Yeah, so the say. original logo was black and orange, if I'm not mistaken. So when I got when I got a hold of the logo, and uh, there's a blog floating around on this somewhere, I had a pair of sneakers that I loved, when I, and, and it was probably early 90s, and I would not get rid of those things for anything because um, they, they were black and green. You know, they were black and fluorescent green. And my mom, like, basically threw them away one day. She's like, those things are awful. They need to go. And so I had this, you know, I had this color, you know, scheme in my mind um, for the longest time. So, you know, we were looking at, um, you know, competitors. And there were a lot of people that had orange. And I'm like there isn't anybody that has like a, a neon green and um, that's pretty much as far as it goes. I mean, the, the color just kind of came from that and we still use that color today. You know, it still is a distinguishing, you know, thing. Um, again, I know some designers in our past have been like, Oh, do we have to use that green? The, the short answer is it got us in the door. It, you know, and Andy still remembers we had these um, brochures that we did. Um, they were like spiral bound, but they were fluorescent green on the front. And everybody remembered us for the color. Like we would go into pitches. They'd be like, oh, you guys are the lime green guys. They're like, yep, we're the lime green guys. <laughs> um, so when a color has a, you know, a brand, you know, um, hook like that, I mean, you just don't get rid of it. But yeah, it all came from a pair of, 
Nike sneakers in the early 90s. Yeah, the saving grace was Mike never used the Pantone color in describing it, right? <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Cause the, and then the color is, has always kind of morphed just a little bit. Um, you know, it was actually a little bit more yellow. Um, I think today it's it's a little, I will say, a little bit more muted. Um, I will just say concessions as we, you know, kind of move ahead with things. We even doubled down on that real hard in 2000. 13 when we bought our pool table and had to have that color pool table because I saw a picture of it and it was it was a black you know um pool table with lime green felt so I had to have that so looked everywhere you know finally found a place um that had two bolts left it's like the last two bolts on the planet so if I ever want to get it refelted I just can't do it but um yeah, and, and again, there are people, you know, in Towers Pass that hated that pool table. Um, but uh, I love it, and it's it's never going anywhere. If that pool table goes, then I'm right behind it. <laughs> well, I hope the pool table never goes then. Um, but yeah, I think that just about does it for this episode. Mike and Andy, thank you so much for joining me. Andy, again, really appreciate you carving out the time in your day to uh to make this happen yeah, anytime um, yeah thank you so much and and uh mike uh, i know that he was pretty excited to to hear some stories from you andy uh that he hasn't heard in a while maybe oh, we forgot some... to hit the record button i gotta do it all <laughs> yeah. over again hope we didn't lose any of those good stories i do see the the red button tracking along just fine but again really appreciate it uh thank you everybody for listening it is the year of jubilee we are celebrating tower marketing's 25th anniversary but before you sign off please shoot us a like shoot us a subscribe check us out on towermarketing.net we are super excited for what 2022 has in store for tower marketing and tower after hours until next time thanks for listening 